Archie and me and Archie Comics Podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Josh. And we are hanging out at Pops today talking about the man from Riverdale, which Riverdale is a, uh, is it an acronym? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I wish, so I'm not going to say R-I-V. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just assume most of the names and words in this episode yeah, are yeah, acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> this was a series of stories written by Frank Doyle, published in Life with Archie from 1966 to 1967. The art was done by Bob White, Bill Vigoda, Dan DiCarlo, Vince DiCarlo, Marty Epp, Mario Aquavia, Victor Gorlick, and John D'Agostino. As you may have picked up, The Man from Riverdale is playing homage to The Man from Uncle, the TV show that ran from 1964 to 1968, which is a spy show all about the Cold War. But this series shows Archie and the gang as spies fighting really wacky villains. Yes, they're very wacky, and but I guess it's you know, what is the mission of Crush, their evil organization? <laughs> what is the uh, end all goal? You know, you know, it's uh, just chaos. You know, it's kind of like Spectre from Bond okay. or uh, or the the Rogue Nation from Mission Impossible. So I actually went back and watched the pilot episode of The Man from Uncle, and apparently they even took some of the episodes and made it into movies and stuff. You know, they're they're really trying to get a brand going. But you've seen the modern movie, right? With yeah, I saw the, the Guy Ritchie movie from 2010s, I think. I really enjoy that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, this one starts out with some gadgets and s- there's a lot of smoke in that. Like they use smoke <laughs> as it comes out of a steering wheel, comes out of a wall. You know, they fill a room with steam. I feel like <laughs> that was the uh, what they had the budget for. <laughs> right. Steam right. and smoke. Have you ever... This is partially related have you ever seen the uh, any episodes of the original mission impossible series oh no never seen that i know you're a big mission impossible it's... i mean i feel like we're we're spy fans yeah right? totally yeah and and uh you know mission impossible definitely you know obviously this is paying homage to, to man from uncle but definitely gets some mission impossible vibes from this too the gadgets um james bond come on james bond in there which you know i don't i don't think we want to get too specific into the story quite yet but this brings up a really important point that I want to make sure is mentioned, which is uh, this is a spy series with gadgets. Where's Dilton? Oh, yeah. Why is he not their Q? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's not there. It really does. Fa- I mean, when was Dilton introduced in the comics? Uh, that's a good question. We should know this. Nineteen forty nine. So he was available. He was around. He was <laughs> waiting for that call. Right. You know, the one uh, real thing I wanted to say about watching the tv show the man from uncle which i really it was a fun first episode we get a lot of the traditional stuff but it had one of those classic car driving scenes <laughs> from that time period where you can tell it's fake the there's like the screen on the back window <laughs> and i kind of prefer that sometimes <laughs> like i think i think it, i love that effect even yeah though, even though it does not look real but it, it's, it feels like nostalgic for some reason the the uh, the only time that that effect doesn't do it for me because I agree I like that effect too but the only time it doesn't do it for me is like when the actor is like wildly steering the wheel but they're like just driving straight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's a relic of um you know before power steering though you know 
watching the man from uncle and reading the man from riverdale i kind of had i have a few notes i need to throw some stuff at you and get get feedback on the podcast so here's some things that to be a spy you have to be quick on the draw Mm -hmm. you have to react quickly Mm -hmm. you have to be able to spot a disguise okay and you have to be good at acronyms because everyone's name (laughs) is an acronym and I have uh, written down what their acronyms are. Okay, go ahead. So this is, uh, I just make sure our listeners know, this is not in, uh, in canon. This is just me. Mm-hmm. These are first drafts, okay? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, in the story, when they talk to each other, it's always an acronym. So Betty is B, you know, E-T-T-Y. That's what they're saying to each That's other. That's what they're yeah. saying to each other, but they never say what the stands for. And so this is this is a Archie and Me exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not going to get this content anywhere else. Okay, Archie's is, uh, you know, A-R-C-H-I-E, of course. Always ready, because he is an expert. Love it. No notes. Jughead. Just use gadgets. He expert at diners. <laughs> okay, that one's good. All right. Okay. That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say it might get worse from here, but oh, okay. let's, we'll see. Uh, Reggie. <laughs> Reggie. Ready, Eddie gets gadgets is expert. <laughs> okay, I'm noticing some some recurring themes here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pop. Mm-hmm. Prepared owner professional. <laughs> There's no e in that. <laughs> okay, Veronica. Very expert reconnaissance. Mm. Okay, nails. Is cautious always. <laughs> That's my favorite. And then Betty, best expert, takes time. Yeah. <laughs> and then Riverdale. Oh, course. my gosh. Okay. Really important, very expert, rad diner, accessible location entrance. <laughs> because I do like plays into Pops as their headquarters. Yeah. But everyone can constantly <laughs> uh, be there. I mean, I would say probably my favorite one is Jugheads, which is that's a good ex- he expert at diners. Expert at diners, I love it. So that's what you know. Woo. That's why I spend my free time <laughs> figuring it out. Do you want to talk about this book? <laughs> Let's do it. Um, w- one of the acronyms that that we are privy to in the book is that they apparently are fighting their arch enemy organization, which is called Crush, which apparently is spoofing Thrush, which was mm, in the yeah. TV show, but Crush. Uh, what does crush stand for again? Remind me. Does it ever say? Actually, no. Am I wrong? Because they 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 work for Pop, which is Planet Protect Our Planet. Does it ever say what Crush is? Uh, an acronym oh, for? good. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's there's a lot of acronyms, folks. Okay, this is this is hard. This is the hardest part of the job. I already came out with a bunch, so it's Brandon's turn. <laughs> Add them to the uh, Archie Encyclopedia. Okay. Well, we should probably talk about some actual story beats here. But... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, I know that you and I each had some some stories that stood out to us that were our favorites, and uh, I think that one of your favorites was uh, pretty pretty early on in this collection. Oh, we should mention we're 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 talking. Uh, we read this with the Archie Comics Presents paperback collection. Archie as the Man from Riverdale, which I think is still in print. Oh yeah, I love those collections, and there will obviously be spoilers, but this is also from the '60s, so you have time. You had time. You had time to you read had it. Time. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of stories in here. There's, you know, at least what, um maybe somewhere between a dozen and twenty stories here. 
So we're not going to go over every store. We're just going to kind of talk about some of our favorites. And you should definitely go check it out if you're, especially if you're interested in sort of spy action gadgetry. And uh, absolutely hilarious villains. So the first story I want to talk about is called Planetary Peril. And it is one of those really ridiculous stories. It starts out with this, I'm going to say kid in quotes, (laughs) soaping the window. They're like, hey, that kid is soaping the window. And I was like, what is that? What is soaping? You don't soap your windows? I don't soap my windows, (laughs) but I guess it's just where you would put soap on the windows and like write stuff in it. Mm. So it's kind of like a harmless prank in a way because you can Mm -hmm. just watch. You're you're helping wash the windows, right? Yeah. Um, But maybe I guess if you write bad words in it. Mm. um, But it turns out to be an an agent of of, uh, Crush. This story has it all. It has aliens, little kid bad guys. And at one point, Archie and Jughead throw sleeping powder and starch on the snake. Mm-hmm. And use it as a battering ram to because <laughs> it get... stiffens it up. <laughs> yeah, it stiffens it up. That's why they start on there. And I guess they put it to sleep so it was docile. And they <laughs> use it as a. I don't understand how they use it as a battering ram, but I don't. I don't need to understand why because no. they're innovative. They're spies. They have to use. It's kind of uh, mavericky, you know. They got to <laughs> use what's available to them. Well, you know, while we're talking about this one, I just want to say I love the design of the alien in this mm-hmm. story. Yeah, uh, the alien who absorbs whatever it's around. Yeah. Like the knowledge of whatever it's around. He looks like a sponge goldfish with an eye. And uh, there's a great last panel on that one too, which I quite enjoyed. But um, I think the one that, well, I have to I have to call out one that was uh, smoke gets in your eyes. Okay. Only because the villain is a smoke man, which reminded me of the smoke monster from Lost. So I had to call that out. Except for this one, they actually kind of explain uh, really what's going on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Listen, he f- he fell into a magic river stream that was next to the heart of the island. Okay, okay, okay you know. Okay. What more do you want, Josh? Um, that was really fun. I mean, uh, and and I liked it too because I kind of had a um, um, I don't had a kind of a fun caper feel, or uh, like almost like a Scooby Doo kind of a thing. Like sure. who's behind the smoke monster, and you know, you ripped the mask off. It was you all along. Uh, but no, I think my favorite story in this collection was uh, a two-parter called Undercurrent. And it opens up with them, with Archie and Veronica at a pizzeria. And, but, the you know, the pizzeria, what, what, do, you, what do you call a man who makes pizza? Or a person who makes pizza? What is this? Uh, pizzaist? Pizzaist, okay. It starts with the pizzaist, like throwing the dough and so there's like flour everywhere but it turns out it's not flour it's it's like sleeping gas sure yeah again like i said man from uncle that's perfect man from uncle sort of material there there's also a great moment where the villain is driving a truck and they like extend a fake like uh what do you call it like a um big banner in a street which is very looney tunes so that like archie and veronica think they're driving towards it and anyway it's it's it's, this is not a visual medium here okay (laughs) there is one there is one point where they have the the pizzaist uh (laughs) pizza chef is probably what they would be called uh tied up and they're making him eat his own pizza and he's like it's so bad (laughs) which is really funny i uh i read this story twice and i missed the name of this villain i wish i had his name but he has a cape, and he has uh, spandex, and he has what looks like a Spartan helmet. Oh, yeah. Mm. But he was great. He's doing a lot of fun, silly things. He captures uh, Archie and Veronica, and he hooks them up to a mind-reading device, hoping to get secrets about their organization. 
<laughs> and when he turns it on, he reads their minds, but they're not thinking secrets. They're thinking about, you know, how much they like each other and the crushes they have. Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> what would happen to me, too, if you read my mind and just be all... <laughs> that's what's on the top of mine. It's all crush information. There's also that great moment when Reggie's coming to help save the day where... It's him and Betty, or B-E-T-T-Y, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then he rides a motorcycle through a window. Yes, <laughs> Just yes. straight through a window. He has to make the entrance, of course. Is this a story with that scary baby? Uh, this is not the scary baby story. Okay, That one's okay. coming, though. That one's coming, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll save that as a surprise. For in part two, they end up in the river, and there's some surfing involved, and then there's some fishing involved, and it's very silly, but it's silly in a way that I like. Again, I didn't think about it this until we were talking about it, but very mavericky sometimes where they just have to use what's around them. Yeah. You mean MacGyver? Oh, I said Maverick. You didn't correct. You should have <laughs> I didn't correct you the first time. I he's the, he's <laughs> Maverick's the card, uh, cowboy card guy. Is this right? I mean, I was thinking Tom Cruise, but that works too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you should have corrected me earlier. Now everyone's going to, we're going to, the complaints are come flying in. <laughs> we caught it before the end of the recording. That's the only thing that matters. Maverick. Maverick. It's okay. I mean, Maverick's cool too. You know, that's fine. Was there another story that you uh, that you really enjoyed? I really enjoyed the nose, 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 <laughs> nose. There are these fake pops that Archie and Jughead keep foiling, and I did, I did, str- I didn't. Struggle's not the right word, but it did go back and forth where where it's like these are teenagers who are doing all these. Da- I'm like, are they teenagers? Are they adults doing all these dangerous things? <laughs> Where they're like, that's a fake pop, and they just freeze him with a... Fr- <laughs> they just have, like, a freeze gun. And there's a villain called The Nose. The Nose. He's, on the, he's tied to the back of this... He's walking backwards with this fake pop. I don't, Yeah, I don't understand how that works, but it, there's all these fake pops, and one of them is tied in the back, and they untie him, and he's like, oh, thank you for saving me free drinks, and they destroy that one, too. They're like, Pop would never offer us free, <laughs> free drinks, which I thought was a funny joke. And they destroy the robot pop with a tuning fork. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Just I just thought it was a really fun, silly uh, doppelganger sort of thing, which happens in the show too. Where they have some doppelganger, and this has some doppelgangers too. There's, there's like a fake Archie. Yep. At some point, they also get put to sleep quite a bit, whether it's uh, sleeping gas or through the evil machinations of the Whistler. Ooh, the whistler with those whistling. He whistled so much his lips have formed. <laughs> his lips. Oh my gosh, They're the art. Super long. Every time, every single panel he appears, I laugh. I feel okay. I feel like his lips would be too long to make like a. It'd be more like a. <laughs> oh my gosh! I well, and, and the way they the way they defeat him is just by sticking a cork in it. Yeah, stick a cork in it, <laughs> and you're then, done. And then later, he just uses a wine opener to get the cork out. What is happening? What is this series? Th- they are Maverick MacGyvering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying Maverick so then I'm more right or yeah. more wrong. Either one. So, so, I mean, speaking of speaking of crazy villains, did you have a favorite supervillain from this collection? I think I really have to say it's the Whistler just because of how <laughs> ridiculous the, <laughs> the Whistler was. And I'm, but I also feel like the nose. Uh, I don't know if he's Doctor Nose or Mister Nose. I think he's Doctor mm. Nose. I I feel bad when you're just named after a feature that you have. But I guess yep. the Whistler is too because of his. But he whistles though. He doesn't do anything with his nose. <laughs> I love the uh the the toy man. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Kind of like some of these characters seem like DC villains to me a little bit. Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, there's Toy Man and there's Vault Man, which like Vault is in like electricity. Mm. What in in a collection of very strange stories, I think the strangest one was uh, the last one in this collection, which is the Beastly Bowman. Mm-hmm. So it's an Archer villain, and I just want to. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at it again. It's hilarious to me. There's a part where he is trying to shoot at Archie and the gang, but he's in a dark forest. And he keeps hitting cows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a panel where there's just like three cows laying on the ground with arrows sticking out of it. <laughs> and, he, and it's like, I, I just, I can't. And then the farmer who farms the cows starts chasing after him with a pitchfork, yelling, you punctured all my livestock. Okay, I don't think the cows are dead because one of the cows has one of those little, the lines above its head, mm. kind of like knocked out indication lines, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I sure hope so. <laughs> I just. Oh my gosh, one ridiculous. is on its back in a bush, this cow. <laughs> There's a few panels I wanted to bring up that I thought were really fun or a few uh, things that showed up. I really liked how they used the jalopy as the spy car Yeah. in this. You see it. Turns into a speedboat when it's water it has snow skis. It like pretty much flies at some point. Yeah, I love when it becomes a glider. Very fun. Yeah, yeah. I really think it was a good use of the jalopy. Oh, I think my favorite though was um, it has the ability to split in half <laughs> and then re- and then reconnect. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, you know it's it's a, a spy car it needs to be able to do all of these things. Yeah, no ejector seat though. There's a really good Bob White uh, art panel. He Bob White does the art in some of these stories where. It's a Dr. Demon story where it's about an invisible bomb, which I thought was kind of a funny uh, setup where the whole group is sneaking around. And I just thought it was a really good panel. I really loved it. Great, great gag at the end on that one, too. Jughead is sitting on the invisible <laughs> bomb. Yeah. How did, what if you lost that thing? You've never lost an invisible bomb? Nope. Oh, well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, one thing I love from the writing point um for frank doyle too is that a lot of these stories on the intro page have like a little introduction summary and in most of them he uses a lot of alliteration yeah like he'll you know he'll have like you know the whole thing with i'll I'll start with one letter or whatever really fun he's just you can tell he's happy you tell everybody involved in this project is having a lot of fun sure yeah this book looks fantastic too and holds up quite well. This book is, uh, what is it, now uh, 40, what is it? <laughs> I can't do it. It's 60. 50, 53, 54 years old? <laughs> yeah, almost 60. I like that you said 40. 56. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, it's like, you know, I think we're all still stuck in the mode of like, we think about years in the first hand of like from the year 2000. <laughs> It's no, like, oh, yeah. I, I think this is a comedy bang bang bit, but they're like, if it was in the 60s, it was 60 years ago. If it was in the 50s, it was 50. Oh, that, that, that's pretty smart. That's how math works, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I am excited to talk about the Tom DeFalco miniseries. That's a more modern one that we'll be talking about next week. Man, we really loved his Reggie and Me book, so. Yeah. The bar is high for us. Yes. And this is, um, you know, I'm surprised that they haven't done more series. In the in the Riverdale universe, so he showed it showed up in the Jughead. Uh, I think it was Chip Zdarsky's. Uh, oh yeah, run. yeah. When he was like, when Jug kept like imagining different like alt worlds. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, the the man from Riverdale showed up in that. I really do like how Archie and Jughead they're pretty much their team the whole time. They team up together. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't mention that Lodge is kind of a big. Veronica oh yeah, and Mr. Lodger kind of a big deal. Where I thought he'd be a villain, but really, villainous things keep trying to happen to him. I guess because he has a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of the plots involve trying to steal things from Lodge. <laughs> uh, the the villains trying to break in or steal things like the invisible bomb. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. why does he have that? What's he? What business purposes? <laughs> Listen, uh, I saw Oppenheimer recently, so you know, same kind of thing. I'm guessing he's just a quest for science. And discovery from Lodge. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, Mr. Lodge is always about has been always about the science, <laughs> the <laughs> science endeavors in Riverdale. Again, missing Dalton. Here comes Pop with a check, and he's wearing a fake mustache over his <laughs> uh, real one. <laughs> over the real one. That's that's great. Brandon, I was wondering, do you have a favorite kind of spy gadget, or one that you would want, or one that you would like? Well, I mean, you know, as a as a big Bond fan, I I immediately think of like the aston martin db5 classic oh yeah but that's like i mean that's like it's a car first i feel like so maybe a gadget would be like a like a classic bond watch or something you know it shoots either (laughs) some sort of grappling hook or uh you know has a saw or scans something who knows but a a watch i was gonna say the laser watch yeah so whatever you stole my idea it's okay oh gosh just kidding uh but (laughs) I was thinking about playing Goldeneye 007, and you could use the watch laser, which was like not a good weapon to use, <laughs> but it was fun to run around and just blast things with the laser watch. <laughs> uh, I I was kind of thinking about how um, Ethan Hunt has mm. those like gloves that he can use to, oh uh, yeah, you know, like attach. So what are they like electric or something? You know? What I'm yeah, about? yeah. It's like yeah. Well, are you? Are you planning to climb the Burj Khalifa sometime soon? Yeah, I am. I have big plans, so (laughs) I want to be able to climb things. Okay, fair enough. Although, in the movie, those malfunctioned. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I think there is some ongoing thing. This just reminded me of the the grappling hook watch with the Fast and Furious movies about. I think pretty much everyone has some sort of grappling hook thing, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know. Batman, if it's good enough for Batman, mm-hmm. I would say again, uh, yeah, I guess another one of my favorite things is Batman's utility belt. Oh yeah, like, he's not a spy; he is a detective, but he uh, he sleuths around. I do like the the best Batman stories, in my opinion, have him sleuthing. Yes, yeah, we we, we love a good sleuth. But his belt is great. Does that count? Can I say that as my answer? Well, listen, it's our podcast; we Brandon. make the rules. <laughs> How many gas pellets are going to be in your Batman belt? One. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess if we're in the, uh, the man from Riverdale, he needs at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> and something to combat the Whistler. Yeah. Then the Archie meets Batman. Uh, does <laughs> do the spy stuff show up in that? Ooh, we should talk about that on the podcast sometime. That'd be fun. I would love to do more crossovers. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Those really do help us out. And feel free to follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'll be on Twitter until it dies, I guess. <laughs> it's like the that's like that band on the Titanic. If there's somewhere else we should be, you should let us know. We'll we'll be on there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm no Betty or Veronica, not even Jughead. Don't you call me a Reggie.
G and me.